midst of us, you, you are just such a dependable God. And we can't thank you enough. You're working even when we don't see anything. And we hold on to that. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, it's time to take possession. Amen. What's holding you back? Hallelujah. The answer to that is nothing. <laughs> you know, sometimes we, we, and I'm, me included, we push back because we feel the, the opposition pushing us, pushing toward us. And I just believe this is the season that we're in right now. You know, the devil is raging, wreaking havoc anywhere he can. And if he can keep you from getting your promise, He's going to do that. He's fighting you every step of the way. But you know what God has shown me? He's fighting for us every step of the way. Amen. So all we have to do is believe it and receive it. But I think a big part of receiving what God has for you is to decree it, declare it. I mean, having done all, you do whatever you have to do. If you have to go and, and write it in your on your driveway with chalk, I am healed in Jesus' name. You do whatever it is that you need to do because the devil is fighting us nonstop. Amen. I really think it's the season and the era that we're in. You know, his time is yet short and he's a very angry devil and he's not nice and he don't like us. Amen. You, there's no way you can make friends with the devil, so don't even try you just fight dirty. When you, amen, when you fight with the word, you're fighting dirty. And you keep doing it. Don't let him wear you out. You know, you keep doing it until you see results. And don't look at how it looks in the natural. That's the main thing. I mean, I had a hard time getting over that. You know, looking in the natural. And so you cannot fight the opposition looking to see how it looks. Or looking to see how you feel. I mean, fighting don't feel good. (laughs) You know, it just doesn't. But there is a place where we can go, where we can fight the, the good fight of faith and fight the warfare and feel wonderful. And that's in a place of rest. Amen. See, a lot of people think rest is you don't do anything. You rest in Christ. Amen. And you continue to war. But you rest in him and he does the fighting for you. But you have to submit to him. When you're resting in Christ, you are, you are in him. You know, you are, uh, submitted to him. I didn't mean to talk about this, but, you know, you are submitted to him. You know, you are on the same page with God. I'll say it like that. And you, you allow him to use you in any uh, fashion that he pleases, you stand for him because you know he's fighting for you. So it's kind of like you one team. You're on his team. And that's all you need to know. And just keep doing what you're doing. And, and that's a hard thing. But you can do it. Keep doing what you're doing. And in other words, don't fall back. Don't give in. Don't cave in. Continue to fight. Amen. Stand against it. Whatever pressure you feel, push back. Stand against it. 
and continue to war. Amen. Because te- I'm telling you, the devil is fighting you in some way. This is what he does. And so what we do is we do it the way God has planned for us to do it. And we get victory. We have victory. Amen. So don't back down. Because the devil is applying. I, I wrote down here intense pressure. <laughs> Amen. You know, pressure on all sides. Hallelujah. But this is a tactic of the, of the devil. He wants you to go easy on him and to fall back and get timid and, and think everything is, is, uh, done well enough that you don't have to fight. There's a day that goes by that you don't have to fight, but you have to fight every day. See, fighting is standing in a specific position. Amen. With God. And you know that God is with you because of that position that you're in. It's a, it's a, um, let's see, what, what is that scripture? I'm trying to think of that scripture where it says, uh, we're seated with him in heavenly places. And so that's the position of your fight. Your position in heavenly places. You're not fighting just out here on the street corner by yourself. You're positioned in heavenly places and you're fighting with spiritual battles, with spiritual ammunition. And, and because your ammunition works every time. Amen. The sword of the spirit is the word of God and you, you wield it like a sword and you don't miss. And so we have to do these things. And we, you're going to be hearing this more and more every day because this is where we are, folks. You know, we're in a place where we have to fight, fight, fight. Hallelujah. And don't let up. Wear the devil out. Don't let him wear you out. He wore me out for so long until I had to wake up out of a bubble. And I'm like, wait a minute, this is backwards. You know, this is not right. I'm not supposed to feel worn out and and uh defeated. Because I'm not defeated. The devil is defeated. Not me. The devil is defeated, and we need to remember these things. Amen? Hallelujah. So the enemy, you have to watch him because he'll come in and he'll attack you in in your weak areas. If you're having a problem with your heart, uh, maybe it's you've been hurt or you uh, went through a divorce or you've been... Um, you know, uh, it's hard for you to forgive because you've been so taken advantage of. Whatever it is, um, he'll get you, he'll try to hit you in those weak places. And the, a person's heart is a weak place because most people's heart is heavy, you know. And you need love and you need to be handled with uh, delicate hands. And, but that's when the devil will come and pounce on you. And so you need to learn how to guard your heart with all diligence. Guard your heart and pounce back. Amen. So the enemy will attack you in all of these weak areas. If you have a health issue, he'll attack you there. Amen. But I know I'm healed in Jesus' name. You just have to continue, you know, to be like Caleb. And uh I didn't mean to go there but i'm gonna go there why don't you turn to numbers 14 numbers 13 and then we'll do 14 too 
Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Numbers 13. I just want to talk about Caleb. A little bit because something struck me about him. I was thinking about when he he and um, uh, Joshua wanted to take the land, take the mountain. Um, Moses had told them, and he sent them out with uh, twelve, you know, the twelve spies. And he said something that's always stuck with me all these years. When he said, "I'm 85 and I feel 40." I can identify with that. And he says, we can do it. We can take this mountain. He was, and let me tell you what I found out from allowing that to make me dig deeper. He was, he had, remember it said he has a uh, a different spirit. Let me read that. Numbers 13 verse 30. I did a little digging and I found out why that intrigued me so much. Numbers 13.30 says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. He says, We are well able, and that meant that uh, they, he felt like they had the capacity to prevail or succeed. It's like, I know we got the power to do this. See, he didn't think like everybody else. Now let's go to Numbers 14. Let's flip the page. Numbers 14, 24. I said, that's why I like this fellow. <laughs> 14, 24 says, but my servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, and has followed me fully, I will bring into the land, I will bring into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. So because he had that different spirit on him, he caused his children, children's children, to the fourth or fifth generation to possess that land and own that land. Probably every, because I think, the Lord said in Joshua 6, 1, he said, every place that your feet tread, I'll give it to you. And so there was something a little different about Caleb because he, this is what he, he was opposite. He was opposite. You know, instead of feeling 80, he felt 40. <laughs> he had a different spirit and that's what it meant by different. Amen. He had a different spirit. And there was another example. Uh, let's see. There was another example of him being different. He said, we have the capacity or the power to prevail. Oh, okay. So instead of fear... He had faith and boldness. So he was opposite there. Amen. When he saw an opportunity to go in and get these people, he he wanted to do that. Instead of weakness, he had strength. Amen. Instead of fear, he had boldness. 
And he want, instead of looking at those people as giants, he saw them as normal people. And so he saw the complete opposite of what his crew saw. You know, the other 10 people came back saying, oh, you know, they're, they're like giants. They're, we're grasshoppers. He didn't look at them himself as a grasshopper. He saw them as grasshoppers and him as the giant. Amen. Because he was so opposite of the norm and he didn't pay attention to all of this baby squabbling that these people did. He was ready to jump on and pounce on these people until he got victory. And so he was, he had an opposite spirit. Amen. And that's what intrigued me so much about him for so many years and I didn't know it. <laughs> but he wasn't normal. And I like being not normal. You know how sometimes people think you're weird. That's good. You don't want to be like everybody. Be different. Amen. But be different better. Amen. <laughs> be different stronger. Amen. And so Caleb was not afraid. And he was not backing down. He was not giving the devil an inch. Amen. And so I just really liked uh, reading about him. I said, you know what? This is really something. So we need to be like Caleb. And seize the, the promises of God because really that's what he did. When he took that land, he seized the promises of God. He trusted in the promises and he didn't, he didn't question, you know, not one thing that God had promised him. He never questioned it. Amen. And he did not let the devil steal it away. He watched over it and he watched over other people. Now because of of the crowd, the Israelites being uh, disobedient and murmuring and complaining and not entering into God's rest, it delayed the promise for 40 years. But he still never gave up. He still never quit. He and Joshua entered the promised land. The others saw it from afar, but they entered in. Because he had a different spirit. He had the opposite spirit of those that he was with. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God is just so good. His word is good. You know, you can bank on his word. You can take his word to the bank. Amen. It's just like you, you're, if you uh, have a conversation with your lawyer and your lawyer tell you, well, you know, uh, something came across my desk and I think you're included in an, an inheritance. And all he has to do is just tell you that. And you, you ask him, how much is it? And you know, can you put it in my bank account? And you're ready to spend it. Well, God's word is more dependable than your lawyer's word. And you trust your lawyer. So if you trust your lawyer with your finances, you can totally trust God with your finances with your life, with your children's life, with everything. You you have to learn how to have a different spirit. You know, if the if the group, if the crowd say up, you say down. You know, I believe um every born again Christian has a different spirit. Because you know, I was thinking about it. We have a different spirit from the world. We don't have a, the same spirit as the world. We have a different spirit. But sometimes we don't activate 
that spirit and walk in it. But we do have a different spirit from the world, just like Caleb, because we walk in our authority and we believe the word of God and we depend on God for everything that we have. And we know who we are in Christ Jesus. We have a lot of Caleb's traits and we need to pay attention and be more like him because he was not going to lose. He, he was destined to win and we need to be more like him. Amen. I just thought I'd bring that to your attention because it caught me. Amen. Hallelujah. It caught my attention. I said, why do I like this guy so much? You know, everybody like uh, Joshua and I do too, but Caleb was the one that caught my attention because he had a different spirit. I don't like being like everybody else. You know, the, it's the broad road that lead to destruction, the road that everybody else is on. When you want to be like everybody else and do like everybody else do, that's the broad road. It leads to destruction. But the narrow road, and Caleb was on the narrow road, and the narrow road is is a road that you're following Christ and you shall not be defeated ever. Amen. And so we need to be more like Caleb. We have a different, not that we're trying to be better than anybody. Not that we're trying to walk around with a chip on our shoulder or be, uh, you know, be different in a, a natural way, in a carnal way. But we need to want to be different in a spiritual way and allow the spirit to guide us and lead us and just obey God. Yeah, you're going to make mistakes. Make your mistakes, repent, keep short accounts with God and keep moving. Amen. Hallelujah. So he, we, uh, his place, the place that he was in was not a weak place. It was a strong place. Amen. And I just love that. Hallelujah. So we need to be like the eagle. Caleb was like the eagle. He was strong, you know, spreading his wings. He was strong. Amen. He gained strength from God. God, you know, they, the eagle live high above the enemy's opposition. Anything that comes against you, you soar higher. Amen. High above, uh, where the enemy is. It's like, you know, you don't have to get down dirty with anybody. Just soar higher. Amen. You know, let people just be who they are. And God will expose the wicked. But what you do is you soar higher. You don't have to say anything back. It took me a while, but I finally learned that. You don't have to say anything back to anybody because you have nothing to prove to anybody. You have something to prove to God. Amen. And we are like him because we have his spirit in us. Amen. And we don't have any business cussing and fussing anyway with God's spirit in us. Amen. But I was so intrigued with him having a different spirit. Amen. And we do too. Hallelujah. So allow the word of God to strengthen us, encourage us and develop our spirits where we're strong, just like Caleb. Amen. Even stronger than him. So let's go to Matthew 4, 4. I just want to take that little time to go. Uh, amen. Praise God. 
go into uh, numbers and talk about that. So let's go to Matthew 4.4. I know most of you know what it says, but we're going to go there anyway. Hallelujah. Matthew 4.4. 4. And it talks about what you ought to be eating. <laughs> and what kind of, I put it like this, what kind of diet you ought to have. Matthew 4, 4 says, But he answered and said, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So God doesn't just feed us, but he knows how to spiritually feed us, overfeed us. Amen. He needs to know how to keep our bodies fed physically, spiritually, because he's the bread of life. And he knows how to feed us and and make us full to overflow. And and the thing about it, when God feeds us, we don't get fat. Amen. In the natural. Because his food is well maintained where the calories are concerned. Amen. Have you ever set aside time with God and went into the secret place or just, you know, was just uh, hanging out with God and um, meditating on the word? Have you ever done that and felt full naturally? Yeah, because it will naturally make you not want natural food. Because it's like once you get that bread of life, you are full. You've been fed. And it's a balanced diet. And that's what I like about that. Amen. So you've been fed physically, spiritually, and you didn't overeat. But he did feed you full to overflowing. You just didn't know you overate. (laughs) But you did. (laughs) See, when you overeat, on the right thing, it, it has no consequences. Cause when you overeat on natural food, you can get sick and feel bloated and terrible, but you can overeat on the spiritual food all day long and it won't do anything but make you bigger, better, stronger in a powerful sense. Amen. Hallelujah. So I believe every born again uh, believer has, um, a different spirit. Amen. A opposite spirit, which cannot be stopped. You start feeding that opposite spirit and you cannot be, you can't be stopped. Amen. You just can't be, and you will prevail against anything that comes your way. You will prevail. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Let's go to Ephesians 2. Hallelujah. Amen. Joshua and Caleb entered the promised land because they kept their hearts pure and right and kept their right position. We talked about that. So I'm just going to give you the scripture for that. Ephesians 2, 6, and I'll read it. It says, uh, let's go to, to four. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, 
even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you were saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so that's, I was just talking about, uh, Caleb and, and that scripture came about. He, he fought from a position of being seated in heavenly places. That's where he fought. That's what made him who he is. That's what he believed in. Amen. He believed in that position. Why? Because he knew who he was. He knew who he was. That's why he, he, uh, didn't go low. You know, I hate to say that when you go low, we go high, whatever, however it is. But you know what I'm saying? Caleb was really positioned high and he didn't move, he didn't move from that, that position. He fought from that position and that was also a place of rest. And I just want to talk to you about rest. When you rest in the Lord, you're in a, a high position. And you're in a, a a peaceful place, you know. But this is the thing: you still fight, you still fight warfare. But you know, most people think, "Well, I'm in on God's rest," and they don't read their Bibles, they don't do anything, you know. But it's not it's not a sabbatical, amen. When when you when you uh, enter into God's rest, let me tell you what it really is. You enter into his trust. When you enter into God's rest, you've turned everything over to him. And you don't have to deal with it. You know how these people that have executive secretaries and they say, see my secretary, but you know, they say, can you go out to lunch with me tomorrow? I don't know. She has my calendar. See my secretary. Well, that's kind of how it is when you are, um, in a position of rest. Talk to God about that. I don't know. All I know is I'm winning. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm escalating. I'm going higher and higher. You know, I'm not going backwards, but I'm going forward in Christ Jesus. I'm in a place where I'm satisfied. I'm, I'm just, I'm powerful. Cause, you know, I believe when we're in a position of rest, God uh, he just in, in, empowers us with more power, more spiritual power. And you fight from that position. That's the position Caleb was. Uh, he, he maintained that position all the time. And I'm working on trying to learn how to stay there myself, you know, and fight from that position of rest. It doesn't mean that you don't have to do anything, but you really don't. Cause God, see, when you're in, when you're in rest, God fights quickly for you. You don't have to struggle anymore, but you've turned everything over to Him and you're trusting Him and to get the job done. And so you fight through Him in a spiritual sense and you don't worry about it and you don't keep taking it back. Once you give, turn things over to Him, He's got it. Amen. And it's kind of like you're in the cleft of the rock hiding and you don't have to face things. You're not hiding from, from the devil. It's like you just don't have to face him. Go see my secretary about that. You know, I don't have to, I don't have to deal with that. All I know is Jesus Christ and him crucified. Amen. 
and I'm good. And so, you know, if we did that with people, it would be less fighting, less arguing. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So we have the capacity and the power to prevail, just like Joshua and Caleb did. So we just claim it. We're claiming it. Seize it. You know, there's a a time where uh, God has said it's called a Kairos moment where you seize whatever it is that you need. I believe we're living in those days right now where you can be healed at any time. You can uh, receive finances at any time. You know, you can meet your husband at any time. Oh, they said, okay, I thought it was going to get quiet up in here. <laughs> Anything you need, you can get it at any time. Amen. Because this is your Kairos moment. Hallelujah. In other words, God's worked it all out. It's already done. Amen. And you're resting in that. And when people don't know how, I didn't know how to rest. When I got that prophecy that God said it was my season of rest, I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought I didn't have to come and I I could go on vacation and say, how y'all doing? I'm doing good. But I didn't think I didn't have to come to church. But you know what I'm saying. Just, you know, you on easy street. Uh-uh. I really learned how to go into battle. Amen. Because see, God knew what was ahead of me. <laughs> he knew what was coming. And so, and he, you know, he's so gracious and so loving that he lets us know without saying trouble's coming, but he will let you know, I got your back. Just enter into my safety net. Enter into where I am. Let's re- rekindle our relationship. You talk to me more and you come to me when you need things. If you feel some sort of way, as people say, I feel some sort of way. Tell God. Let him know the least little thing that you need. I'm running to him now all the time. And I don't go uh, complaining. But I go telling him what I need. And I said, you think you can do that for me? And he said, yeah. And he gets it done better than Larry used to do it. Amen. I didn't have to wait. Amen. He just, he just loves us and he proves it. And so whenever I, I'm learning and I think that's why it's part of all of this to learn to go to him and say, I need this and stop thinking that something is too small or too much trouble or cause you know, I was like that. I didn't want to ask God for that. Oh, I can do that. I don't want to ask him for that. I don't do that anymore. I, I ask him for anything that I need. Amen. And he gives it to me quickly. I mean quickly. Like a husband. And so, you know, it's just so good what God is doing. And he's doing more. The more you trust him with, the more he does. Amen. I have a different spirit. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> Amen. 
Caleb saw only victory. He didn't see any failure. He saw only victory. He saw the promise. And although it was delayed, he did not give up, didn't quit. He, he stayed encouraged. He had strength of a, uh, eagle. He felt 40 when he was 85. That's really something. Amen. And nobody got in his way. He was not afraid. Why? Because he was seated. He knew where he was supposed to be. He was seated in heavenly places. He kept that right position. Amen. Okay, so we read uh, Ephesians 2, 6. We're living in a new season, a new era. We talked about that where you're going to have to have a different spirit on you to keep up with every, with that devil and knock him out. Amen. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to repeat that we're being pressured at all sides. Amen. And so we need to declare who God is in our lives. Continue to declare it because let me tell you, the devil is very forgetful on purpose. Cause see, he want to wear you out to see if you going to keep reminding him who God is in your life. He's, he's forgetful on purpose. And so we need to keep knocking him upside his head. And I don't mean softly. I mean with everything you got. Amen. Hallelujah. And don't be afraid of the suffering. I want to talk a little bit about that. <clears throat> Amen. About suffering. Amen. Now you have a, we have a sworn oath that God is with us. Amen. A promise and a, a promise and an oath. And he swore, he couldn't swear against anybody because there was none higher. So he swore against himself. That what he said he would do, he would do for us. Amen. And so we have to trust in that. <clears throat> now, when you are trusting God to for anything, healing, whatever it is that you need from God, there's a certain bit of suffering that's going to come in the picture, much to my surprise. I knew it, but I didn't want to know it. <laughs> you know? You know, when other people say, oh, you know, I'm in pain. Yeah, so let's just pray and it's going to be okay. And I'm like, God, I'm in pain. You know, it's a diff, it's different. You know, when it's you, it's different. And so what you have to do is learn all over again what you already know. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But God is, is there for you with oath. We have an oath. We have his word, oath. And promise that what he says he's going to do, he's going to do. But when suffering comes into it, the Bible already says you'll suffer just a little while. But when that happens, don't lose hope and don't lose faith. See, we're ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater when we have to suffer a little while. Amen. You know, but don't don't do that. You know, and sometimes we just have to look at this for what it is. Number one, sometimes when we suffer, God is trying to get our attention. Amen. Something we're probably neglecting, me first. And then another reason we have to suffer a little while, it keeps us pursuing God. 
It keeps us going back to him. Because if everything was lovely, we'd just fall asleep. We wouldn't pursue God. Amen. And so when when there's some kind of pressure from all sides, it keeps us pursuing God. Amen. Hallelujah. It keeps uh, God's attention. You know, it keeps us going back, reminding God of his promise. God, I know you're going to do it. I have your word. I know you're going to do it. But can you come quickly? You know, whatever it is that you want to say to him, I want my life changed. You know, I need finances. I need this specific job. I need my job to pay me more, whatever it is. It keeps you, a little bit of suffering keeps you in his face. And he wants you in his face. Some of us don't get in his face unless there's some opposition. Amen. Let's turn to uh, Psalm 34. Hallelujah. God knows us. He just, and he knows what we will and won't do before we even promise him what we're going to do and don't do it. He already know we ain't going to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Psalm 34, 19. It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. In verse 20, that's my scripture. He guards all his bones and not one of them is broken. I have my, there's life in my bones. Amen. And I'm healed in Jesus name. Hallelujah. See, amen. See, I got the word right here to prove it and an oath and a promise and the word. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm. And it, let's see, I was going to go to uh, 21, but I won't. You can do that at home. Amen. So many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God brings it. So you got to know that God is coming to help you. You know, you may be suffering. It, the Bible says in another passage, it says for a little while. Amen. For a little while. But God is there. To pull us out every single time. Amen. But it, it'll be worth it to stay in God's face. And stay in his face with a lot of love and appreciation, not mad. You know, we get mad at God too. And start this why God why. Like he gonna tell you why. You know. <laughs> Most of the time he don't. Hallelujah. Amen. When you've been contending for the faith for a long time, it gets tiring. And you do go back. And if you go back with the right attitude and say, well, God, what have I been doing? He'll answer you. He let me know. I said, God, I've been standing for years and years and years. What's wrong? And then I didn't think he could tell me what was wrong. But guess what? Was nothing wrong. It wasn't yet time. And if he had told me how long it would be, I wouldn't have been here. I would have been somewhere else doing something else. Y'all understand what I'm, we don't need to know. So I can tell you where I would have been. You know, they looking at me like, where? I'm not telling you. (laughs) Amen. Just, just imagine. 
God doesn't tell you for a reason because he doesn't want to discourage you. But some things just ain't on the map for now. Amen. And as you look back, you can see that. But if I had known, mm -mm, wouldn't have, wouldn't have waited, wouldn't have prayed. Just being honest with you. And y'all wouldn't either. Because long time is long time. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. So we need to respond the right way. This is the important thing when you're doing a little suffering here and there. And you know it's taking a long time. You need to respond to God in the right way. Or let me put it better. You need to respond to the suffering in the right way. How do you respond the right way to suffering? You don't be mad at God. Amen. You don't be mad at God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, when you respond to God in the right way because of suffering, it makes all the difference in the world. Amen. It shortens the time of suffering. That's number one. It puts you, uh, uh, right, in right standing with God. Amen. And you, that word, let me, I, I looked up the word suffer. It mean, it means, uh, to permit or to stay under or to bear with, to go through some things, go through the hard part to get to the good part. I made that part up. <laughs> you go through, see, this is the thing. Suffering is not in the beginning. And it ain't at the end, it's in the middle. And, and you try to get through the middle. If you could get through the middle, you're good. Amen. And so that's, that's where suffering generally is. Yeah, when all this started, I was good. And then something happened, the bottom dropped out. And I looked up and I was miserable. It's it's called the middle. <laughs> okay, so I don't have any scripture to ver- verify that. Amen. But I know one thing: don't run away from the suffering. Amen. Amen. Because you know you don't understand it. You 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 can later, but. When you're going through, it's just hard when you're going through. Amen. Then you get all these critics and no more than you. See, that's why people don't like visible, uh, stuff. I, I can't say illness cause I'm not sick, but you get all of these critics and you get all of these people looking in the natural, but really what it does is shows you who they are. That they don't walk in the spirit. They don't see things in a spiritual light. And they don't even think you're going to get healed. Because they don't even know you already healed. (laughs) They don't know because they lose sight on that. Amen. See, once you catch it, once you know, you can't nobody talk you out of that. Nobody talk you out of it. Amen. Once you know it yourself, and it takes a while to know it yourself. 
But once you know it, nobody can talk you out of it. <clears throat> Amen. So let's see, what else can we talk about? A little suffering. Don't allow anger, anger or self-pity to get inside of your heart. That's why the Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence. Your heart needs a lot of guiding. Guarding, I'm sorry. Because you will, you need to guard your heart. Because your heart is very vulnerable. <clears throat> and there's so much going on, you can be hurt very deeply from just day-to-day things. Amen. So, you know, we have to learn how to grow a mustache or a beard. What is that? What's that saying? And when you get tough, grow a mustache and just, you know what I'm saying. And don't be such a wuss and grow up and get tough and get bold and start to, to uh decree what your future is. Amen. And your future is good because God, God is in the, in your life. The best thing ever. Amen. You, you ever seen this show? Well, it's on the food network. It's called. The best thing ever, like the best thing I ever, best thing I ever ate. And, uh, they were sitting there and they were eating all this greasy food and it looked so good. <clears throat> and then I remember thinking as I was sitting there looking, I said, well, wait a minute. Jesus is the best thing ever. Amen. <clears throat> but he's better than that good old greasy food they were eating. Mmm. Amen. I mean, you, you ever looked at a food show that nothing, this got nothing to do with the word. And it, it looks so good to you that you got full. I have. I don't, I ain't even hungry no more after looking at that. Just thought I'd throw that in because it's true. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But listen, suffering don't last forever. Amen. There is an end to all suffering. In fact, everything in your life that you will encounter, there's an ending to it. God, the only thing that's good, I mean, the thing that's good about your life and my life is that we get to do this in heaven all over again. But we don't have to work. That's when you can take a free ride. Amen. But we're heaven bound. <clears throat> and that's so good. Amen. So if it's something going on and you're, you're, uh, in a, in a middle of, you're in that middle place where you catching it and you're suffering a little bit, you know, maybe you're not getting healed as quickly as you want to cry out to God. Just ask God. And I just say, God, you know, where you at? You know? Help me. You can be one-on-one with him. Ask God to change your situation or change you to deal with it. Amen. Develop a Caleb spirit. Where you're going to be different. You ain't going to whine. You ain't going to pout. You ain't going to be worried. You ain't going there. You're going to do the opposite. You're going to worship, praise. You're going to do whatever it is that you need. You're going to thank God. You're not thanking God that you're in that situation, but you're going to thank him because he's your way out. Amen. And you know that thing, bad things don't last forever. This stuff, if you learn, let it 
this is this is what I've learned. Since you're in this situation, let it work for you. Learn from it. And let it empower you. Let it strengthen you. Let it bless you. You know, go through it and get an A. Don't get an F or a D because you were so mad. You know what I'm saying? Get an A. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe you got a D. Well, I got an F. Last marking period. But this marking period coming up, I'm getting an A. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not falling for the dumb stuff that the devil, you know, being pressured on all sides. You know, that's not going to freak me out anymore. Because I know I got victory. You know what I'm saying? And so you have to stay with God. The only way you can know that and be sure of that is staying with God. And not allowing the devil to stick his foot in your door. Let me tell you something. He'll take you down. Amen. It's what he wants. And so you stay with God. I don't care if people don't see it your way. Caleb didn't care. He was different. You know, he had a different spirit. Everybody wanted to go east except for him and one other person. He went west. He didn't want to try to, he didn't care if the crowd wasn't supporting him. Cause he knew what he knew. Amen. And so you have to do these things. You have to change. Hallelujah. Stop demanding to know why. Why God, when he, he's going to show you when you least expect it. When you're not even thinking about it any anymore, like you say, oh, I'm, o- I'm over it. <laughs> then he gonna tell you, yeah, that's why I didn't tell you, because your attitude was wrong. Amen. But he had a, he had an opposite spirit, the opposite of what the devil is telling you, the opposite of what the devil is doing, the opposite of what the devil is showing you, the opposite of how you feel. Amen. You, you don't, you don't see that. You see the opposite. You see victory. You see good health, long life, blessing. It ain't time for you to go nowhere out of here. Amen. Until you're fulfilled. Amen. When you're fulfilled and you're ready, then it's time for you to go. For all you people over 70, which I know it's nobody in here. But you go when you are ready. Amen. Not because some disease try to get a hold of you. Don't give in to that. Have an opposite spirit. Have a different spirit. The devil ain't taking me out. I leave here when I get good and ready. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible actually says when you are satisfied. And if you don't want to go, don't go. Amen. I remember Kenneth Hagen was <laughs> talking to some lady. She was in the bed. She had been bedridden and she was in her, I think, seventies, late seventies. And, uh, she said the, the church people had him go to her house and pray for her. And he says, she says, Oh, leave me alone. She says, um, I'm ready. You know, he says, you're not even 80 years old yet. And she says, uh, 
I'm just ready to go. I'm tired. And he says, um, what was, what was this? He said, I get these stories mixed up and it's okay. But he said, um, well, why don't you let me pray for you and get you healed? Then you can die. He said, then die if you want to, but die healed. I said, now that's a good one. I will never forget that. Amen. And so she looked at him and she said, mm, all right. And so she got her healing, got up and started a ministry going around laying hands on the sick, seeing them recover. Well over, he says, well over until I think she died at 89, you know, or something like that. But she had a lot more life in her. And so it's like, well, you know, uh, if you, you know, let God heal you, then die if you want to get out of here. You don't have to die with sickness. Cause that's not, that's not for a believer. It's not for us to die like that. Amen. And it ain't his will and don't even go there. You know, it is his will. No, it's not. His will is to give us long life and good health. Amen. It's his will for us to live. Amen. Have life in it more abundantly. That's his will. His will is not for you to die sick or have ever have sickness. It's not God's will. And you find a lot of people pray. When you hear people praying, if his will, they got a religious spirit. Sorry to tell you. They have a religious spirit. I know I used to pray like that when I was in a traditional church. And that's all they said is if it's God's will and it's his will, you need to know his will is his word. That's his will right here. His last will and testament. And this is his will. And anything in here you can have freely is given already to you. It's already yours. Amen. You know, we have so many uh benefits, benefits packages. Uh, what is that? Psalm 103. <clears throat> and it tells everything uh, that God has already given us. And it's already, you don't have to try to get it. It's already yours. And it's already mine. Amen. So all you need to do is just develop uh, a different spirit. Develop your faith and believe God for it. Because it's already given. Amen. Amen. But we're not going to ask why anymore. Get closer to God and learn to be a habitator. And we've been saying that for a lot of years. Be a habitator, not a visitor. In other words, God needs to know your name. When you knock on the door, he needs to know who's on the opposite side of that door before it's even open. Amen. Because you have that type of relationship with him. You are not a stranger, in other words. He know you, you know him. Amen. He loves you, you love him. You know, you're partners in this lifetime. Amen. And so we need to just do a little, and these are minor tweaking, minor tweaks. These are not major things. It's not life-threatening, and it's certainly not going to threaten your relationship with God. He loves you anyway. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So learn to be a, a habitator. Visit 
him. In fact, don't visit. Live there. Lodge there. Amen. Stay there. The secret place is where you want to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Isaiah 26. I'm almost finished. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah, I think it's the scripture. I I know what it is. Verse 26, verse 3 says, He will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because he trusts in you. Amen. So we trust in God and you'll stay in perfect peace if you keep your mind on him and not on other things of the world. Because that stuff is perishing. Everything of the world perishes. It has short lifespan. The things of the spirit have a long, it never perishes. It never dies. It never stops. It's eternal. Keep your mind on eternal things. Keep your mind on him. He's eternal. God will fill you with overcoming power or faith to overcome. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith to overcome. John 16. Verse 33. And it said, these things I have spoken to you. This is Jesus talking. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. See, there's that trouble, that suffering. It says, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. He said, be of good cheer. It must be possible. He's overcome oppression, pressure, stress, adversity, affliction, sickness, disease. Amen. Distress. Pressure, everything that you can think of, he's overcome it. Amen. He has overcoming power. You don't, ha- you're not stuck. <laughs> you're not stuck in anything. Amen. You have peace. So be of good cheer. Amen. Be of good cheer. Because you are not stuck anywhere. When you have God, you have the big, you have the best, um, let's see, what's that person that cheerleader? Cause he's cheering you. Well, Jesus is cheering you on, praying for you. You have the best intercessor. You have the best seat, seated in heavenly places. You have a seat at the Father's table whenever you want it. The only way you can get disqualified is you disqualify yourself. Amen. Amen. God will never disqualify you. In other words, he'll never throw you out. Whenever you go to his house, your name is always there at that place setting. Amen. And he's never going to take that seat away from you. Amen. So dying at the father's house, you're supposed to know where you're welcome. You ever been to somebody's house and they weren't, what's that word? Yeah, hospitable. And you didn't know where, you know, well, maybe I shouldn't have went. 
They invited me over here. Now, you know, they act like they don't want me here. You never get that feeling with God. Amen. Because he's always got that welcome mat laid out for you. And that welcome, uh, that place setting with your name card. You know how those fancy tables are set? And it's got your name right there. Amen. And it's probably written in gold. Amen. I'm just saying. And I'm, and the, the tablecloth is probably gold. The, the, um, what, what is that? Napkins probably gold. Because nothing but the best. See, we're royalty, kings and queens. I hear people say that all the time. I'm royalty when they cussing people out. <laughs> you don't mess with me because I'm royalty. You know. No. I think you took a turn. You know. But we are kings and queens. Amen. God loves us so much that he set the table already. And it already has your name on the place setting. You can go if you want to. You know what? I've missed a lot of meals. I'm not going to lie. But I'm not missing anymore. Amen. Amen. Coming, I'm always going to go and dine at the Father's house. Whenever he sets that table. Whenever he's serving a meal, I'm going to be there. Because that's my rightful place. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we never fear, never fear rejection from God. He's never going to reject you ever. Isn't that wonderful? You can't say that about anybody else. You can't say that about anybody else, but you can say that about our God. Because he will never turn you away. Your place setting is always good. Amen. So we need to think about Caleb and and desire to be like him. You can be like him, more like him. And don't uh, try to wiggle out of the suffering. In fact, don't try to run away for it. Just meet it head on. God is with you. He's with you in the in the valley and in the desert or however that scripture says. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. He doesn't leave you stuck somewhere, but he is with you and, and you will, you will come out victorious. Amen. All right. Well, we don't, we need to stop. I was going to give you another scripture, but it's okay. We'll save it for the next time. So take possession. It's time. Time to take possession. Amen. Take possession of your land father we do thank you for your word we thank you for the people here lord we just thank you for signs wonders great mighty deeds father we know that there's nothing you can't do and we bless and honor you father we love you and we exalt you we thank you and we love you and for those who are watching i pray over you if you have pain in your body pain in any place put your hand on that that uh pain that place of pain and trust god with it and believe that when i pray those symptoms are going to leave now father touch those people touch them now in jesus name i find every symptom and i command it to leave right now in jesus name 
go. Go symptoms. Go cancer. Go arthritis. Go pain. Amen. Everything that's not like God, you have to go now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Father, that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. We're already healed. And we receive it now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't worry about the symptoms. Don't worry about how it looks. Just believe that you are healed already. And your body will catch up with it. Thank you, Father. Thank you for healing your people. And why don't we make our declaration? I don't have Rona. She don't have me. I can't get Rona. She can't get me. And I thank you, Father, that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We are healed.